Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Northampton,ers, if you are listening to this on Friday the 4th of October, we are playing in your town, Northampton, tonight. RambleLive.com for tickets. What else are you going to do? Go to the pub and talk about spreadsheets. Bore off. The trains are running all night. Get yourself. RambleLive.com. Come and see us. Let's all have a disco, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. Spurs face Brighton after their bind battering. Norwich host Villa and Brendy Rogers is back in town. Hi, gang. Luke, Jimmy, Petey and Marcus in your ears. Yo, what's going Hello. on, guys? The yo you did then sounded just like the start of uh, one of the Bart Simpson singles. Yo, hey, what's happening, dude? That one. I'm the kid with the rep for being rude. That'll Terrorizing do. people wherever I go. Mm. It's, it's not intentional, just keeping the flow. flow. Fixing test scores to get the best scores. Dropping banana peels all over the floor. Fixing I'm the kid that made the go seeing art. First name Simpson, last name Bart. Damn it! <laughs> yes, he got it wrong. T-U-R-T-L-E, power people. Yes. Yes. You remember all these raps. From it the was 90s. Like, do you know oh, what that reminded spent me? Spent a lot of time on the streets uh, back in the day. <laughs> How do you remember all these raps? <laughs> right, Jim. That sounds like the start of a rap. I don't well, know. well, Jim. <laughs> I don't know any rap off by heart. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't. Marcus, Peter Luke seems to know loads of them. Backstage at Alexandra Palace oh, on no. Saturday. I went through the whole of I Size Baby. I did. And yeah. about two words from the end of the final verse, yeah. Jim came in and said, do you want to do the pre-production? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he only stopped because Mizzy had him punched him in the face. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> hashtag, t- hashtag Team Luke, hashtag Team Jim. Yeah. Uh, get your tweets Show in. So at footballrambledate.com. <laughs> right then, we've had our introduction. Thank you very much, Peter. No God, yeah, let's get on. Let's get on with the main bit. Yeah, Spurs got gubbed by Bayern, <laughs> didn't they, Jim? Yeah, they really did, didn't 7-2. They? Now, oh. now, Jim, as as an Arsenal fan when Serge Gnabry scored those goals did it give you deep satisfaction because he's an ex-Arsenal player or did you think should we have kept him uh, well obviously both to be fair um, <laughs> but it was a lot of been made of Gnabry being let go from Arsenal and it sort of going, going back to that insane situation where he was loaned to West Brom but, you, but Tony Poos has taken a lot of flack for you it, isn't it? <laughs> no 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 but you've, you've got to remember what's happened was that um, before he was loaned out he was injured for about a year so he started really showing some promise at Arsenal I, f- I forget against who but he scored a match winner in a game and he looked like he was really going to kick on and he was out for a year mm. loaned to to, uh, to West Brom under Pulis who said they couldn't get him fit which might have been a hangover from that injury but also I think Arsenal's loan system at the time was terrible so someone would go can we loan my new players and they go yeah alright and they would sort of forget <laughs> where that player was I open a curtain like better now. I they'd all stood behind a piece of glass exactly, you pick which yeah. one you want speaking, yeah. of, speaking of lawn players uh, Charlotte uh, Newcastle is the new lawn manager who's supposed to uh, oh, guarantee wow. supposed to guarantee that Newcastle players that are on lawn are getting their matches nobody played any minutes over the weekend what's <laughs> gone Charlotte are you actually doing anything apart from being a mate uh, yeah. Mike Ashley yeah, if, mouth piss sorry carry if on you want the this MBE Charlotte <laughs> what I love is that uh, when a player scores a haul Mm. A hall mm. in the away in the Champions League to the side who go all the way to the final the previous year straight to Tony Pulis. 
Yeah. He actually looked quite emotional when he was talking about it. He was going, yeah. I was absolutely shell shocked. Yeah. When he said I had him at West Brom, we took him on loan and we can never get him fit. He even got taken off in an under twenty one game. He was a good kid, nice kid. I don't mind him at all. Yeah. <laughs> no beef with Pulis. Yeah. It's, it's a funny one, that, isn't it? I guess it's just circumstantial. And I, I, I suppose it shows what a difference the environment makes. I imagine he probably felt like a fish out of water there. But you know what makes me uh, what makes me feel the most sort of a pang of, of envy or, mm-hmm. or jealousy or that, that feeling of what could have been is that Champions a League lot football. of those goals... Champions League football. Okay. Um, but, uh, but a lot of those goals are reminiscent of Thierry Henry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that. I did quite Canavery's um, tweet, obviously, tweet, obviously, buying in the red kit. Yeah. He, he just tweeted, North London is red. I thought, yeah. very good, sir. Very good. <laughs> a, Can't begrudge him that really no. what a strange game though God, I, was... I was just going to say before you move on from Gnabry people who haven't had a chance to listen to OTC yesterday mm. and talk about the Andy Brassel talked a lot about the improvement of Gnabry and how much he benefited from playing under Julian Nagelsmann at Hoffenheim mm-hmm. so that's probably worth listening to if you haven't mm. done that already Please, yeah, absolutely. Carry, on, carry on well in the words of Luke Moore I was at the game I was yeah were you and, and I was at the game and I, um, I I remember thinking towards the end of the game in injury time I can't actually remember how many goals going to every score. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably not a good sign for Spurs. Well, I, I turned off at, at uh, the hat trick. I was like, oh, they're not going to score any more than that. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was madness. It was it was a not too dissimilar capitulation at the end. Brazil against Germany and the 7-1 mm. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it was it was wrong because in the first half, Spurs went 1-0 up and they probably should have been ahead before that, that. I didn't see the game live. Um, so watching the highlights back, that was probably my highlight. They had, they had, seen how happy they were at 1-0 they had, they had <laughs> from my memory Marcus they had three really good chances and they scored one of them so I think they might have all fallen to Son you're absolutely mm. right yeah. yeah. and and so they, they went 1-0 up but the thing was I was, I was watching the news score the goal stadium was buzzing the, the, the team was buzzing and I thought oh here we are now could this be Spurs' sort of yeah. awakening if you like this season now I know they're, they're not doing terribly in the league what are they sort of fourth or fifth they've got 11 mm. points they are good for that as well at home in the Champions League yeah they have a lot of They've got a lot of good nights right. to, to sort of call back to, I suppose. Of course, and and they they were they were fizzing the ball round, and Bayern looked very much second best. Now they equalised Bayern, of course, which slightly against the run of the plane. It was a beautiful goal, mm. and then just before half time. Bayern score and you think but that, that what a ridiculous goal from Lewandowski that's one of those goal. like that's just annoying if someone scores that against but you they, and believe but, me I know all about but, Bayern <laughs> scoring ridiculously di- good goals but against the difference you. between the two teams was just like Bayern's finishing was just relentlessly yeah. good it, well, it was. and, and like, Neuer as well made a few very good saves well Har- I look at the save that he could have made against uh, Harry Kane's penalty Harry Kane's penalty was ridiculous yeah, Neuer so good. judged like his, his position his positioning he was right in the middle of the game obviously because of the penalty but like he couldn't have done any more for that penalty. Mm. Yeah, I, I would have been bloody annoyed if I was not. Yeah. So at half time, I remember thinking, how are they not ahead, let alone level? But you start again, and then what unfolded? But it, but it shows you that in, in football, moments obviously are so crucial. You know, Ericsson yeah. had a chance to make it 4 3, not a brilliant chance. You know, these are the moments. And then suddenly they lose 7 2, and you think, yeah. flipping Nora. Now, Pochettino urged for calm after the game and said there's no need to rush uh, the analysis. Well, you know, we're a few days later, so I think we've uh, bided our time. <clears throat> but yeah. if you're a Spurs fan, you think to yourself, okay, that you can try and squeeze out some of the positives and say, well, mm. actually, the first half performance was a lot better, blah, 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 blah. Seven ruddy two. But they, they, yeah. It was a perfect storm, wasn't it? Because they, you're right, Bayern Munich didn't dominate the entirety of the game, certainly not in the way we've seen them do against Arsenal mm-hmm. on a couple of occasions. But this is a this is now a, a habit with Spurs. Yeah. But I don't like them playing that diamond anyway. 
Uh, I think I think I think Moose Sissoko might have come out since the game saying he doesn't like it either, mm-hmm. which is obviously not a great look. Um, but they they have a habit, and I can think of three occasions this season already when Spurs have almost completely switched off after about forty minutes, conceded the goal just before half time, mm-hmm. and had a got a result at the end of it which was negative to what they expected. Not quite as dramatic as this, um, but but negative nonetheless. And for me, the real um, concern was just how easily they crumbled. You watched, oh. it, you watched it from in, in the stadium and they were just being undone by mm. silly decisions, easy over the top ball they should have dealt with and you combine that with the fact that everything Bayern hit went in there one of those yep. nights, Gnabry said it, I, sure. I, I just wanted to try everything because I was mm. having one of those days. That's what happens. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean the scoreline, although it's eye-catching, is something they should be overly concerned about because Bayern are a good team and, and, and we've discussed why. But what, what you've got to ask questions about, I think, is the fact you've got a handful of players in that team who either haven't been offered new contracts or who won't sign them, mm. and how quickly they they switch off. Make I mean, not only that, I don't know how you felt about it, Marcus because I know you were at the game as well. I thought Serge Aurier put in one of the most bizarre performances yeah, I have seen from a top level player from double studding yeah. into the stomach of a Bayern player and lucking yeah. this down the pitch, essentially approaching his position in the most mm. avant garde surrealist fashion. I can I can remember. I just honestly thought he was all over the place, yeah. and and then you you couple with the fact that you know they 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 gave the ball away too much in the second half. They they I also felt just finally, and Dombele, who looks a great player but needs to get his match fitness, and Sissoko who has just signed a new contract and who is important to them for different reasons but has his shortcomings. Mm. I don't know if you noticed this, Marcus, but there was a bit. It's either for the goal that Lewandowski scored just before half time, or it was just after half time. They both looked absolutely gassed. Yeah, they, they, they couldn't. They could hardly move. Yeah, I, I thought. And that. I thought, why is why is he not well, doing something about that? Yeah, because Pochettino's teams, the fitness levels are usually pretty high. Winks giving the ball away as a well. Lot. Yeah, you didn't have a great night. There either. were sort of errors. It was it was a collective failure, and it was individual failure as well. I mean, you're right. That right back slot. I mean, I, I know I don't want to be too reductionist here, but. I, I, and I appreciate Kieran Trippier didn't have a great season last year, and I understand it was you know people said it was a good move all round, mm. but but their replacement for him or replacements have have not been adequate at all. And the fact he'll be looking from afar, thinking, "Well, oh, bloody hell, I'm I'm glad I jumped ship when I did." Um, it, and so, or was it was he slightly pushed? Who knows? But well, they've only got one natural kind of right back, Walker Peters, in, the, in that situation. Well, you'd have Sergio Ori, I suppose. You know. yeah. Well, he's but not he... playing this weekend because he's suspended because <laughs> he's a naughty boy. He comes with his with his own. Sure, issues, but Pochettino though, Pochettino, just some of the stuff he's saying. When people say you know, that 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 talk about if they'd have won the Champions League, would he have left? Hmm. I think he might have done. He's not going to be short of offers. And there is that kind of is that Champions League final going to be seen as a as a as a curse? As a zenith. Is yeah. it, it was just a summer. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. However you want to word it, I, I feel like because they can't seem to get themselves up for it that much. Well, there is out for do, it. Do you think those two things are necessarily related? Though? Could be though. Could be. be too too much of an easy. We, we, could be. We, we, we talked a bit about Arsenal, and, and I think it might have been when they did they get. Pegged back by Watford away from home. Yes. Arsenal, yeah. So it might have been around that game, but it's over a different mm. game. And, and one of us in here, it might have fucking been me, that's why I remember it, because I'm an egotist, um, was, <laughs> said, that, said that, what what do you what are you like as a team, as a group of players and as a team, when it's hard? Mm. When it's mm. easy, 
and and you and you and you and you find that you can knock a team over like they might well do against Brighton this weekend that's fine but what do we learn about you when it's hard what do we learn about this team when they play against someone good who everything's going right for them and everything's going wrong for you what do you do do you dig in and 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 really kind of grind out a 4-3 defeat and mm. save a bit of face and say look we'll move on or do you collapse and if you collapse and you capitulate in this fashion not for the first time this season the result hasn't been the same in the past, but, yeah. the, but, the, but the attitude has been the same. It's, it's worrying. And, mm. and it's a really big job for Pochettino to turn it around. That really is. Yeah, and I just wonder if that, some of those rumours where he thinks, you know, maybe he's thinking to himself, well, what's my next move? And so on. Like, he's a professional. He's dedicated to the calls, blah, blah, blah. But if that, if that vibe is coming off him, I'm not, I don't know whether it is or not, it will leak to the players because of the type of man he is and the type of manager he he's is. He's very emotionally led, I think. He's yeah, very yeah. emotionally led. But this game against Brighton, <clears throat> because of all that, is a very important one for Spurs. And They're still looking for their first away win of the season. Well, they? there you uh, go. So so it, it's a big one. But I, mean, I, I think, I think honestly, if they go to Brighton... If they do not win... I think they're in big trouble. Yeah. I, do, and I, know, I, know, I know it's going to sound crazy to say. I mean, they could end up say, mid-table by the end of the weekend, but I think they're in trouble. When you say in trouble, I sort of get the point. But I mean, like I say, they're still firmly in the top half. Now, I know Spurs, yeah. they, don't, they want to finish at least third. All right, but season. approach it a different way yeah, then. Okay, I'll, I'll throw it back at you then, uh, Marcus. Who does he pick for this game? Harry Kane. What players does he pick? <laughs> because if, if a Tongan contract situation, yeah. Ericsson head turn, doesn't want to sign a new contract, is not being picked for big games. Ali's dropped off a cliff. Aurier suspended. Um, you know, the only one really, Winks had a, one of the worst games I've seen. But I think the likes you of know, Winks and Deli Ali, they'll, I think they'll you've play. Got to, they'll yeah, play, I think yeah. you've got to stick with them. I, the contract situation, he's got to manage that. But, yeah. but that's what, big manager at a big club, you know. I mean, We'll find out a lot about Brighton as well. Because we the, will. And, and I think the reason for that is, Marcus, you mentioned accurately last week that it was a bit of a false dawn for Brighton on the opening day of the season. Well, yeah. This is a team, Spurs, now, who are there to be got at. Now, they could mm. either be a wounded animal and mm. they'll blitz um, Brighton like they did with Crystal Palace, yep. or, or Brighton will sense blood and they'll go for it and they'll, and they'll, and they'll yep. beat them. Well, I think, I think that's it's an opportunity so this, for them, isn't it? But exactly, and we'll move on from Spurs in a sec, but you're right. You look at the reaction Man City had when they were beaten by Norwich. Let's see what Spurs do here. They snuck past Watford. In <laughs> they did indeed. Uh, yeah, but other than that, opening day uh, win for Brighton. They haven't done too much. They've drawn a few matches. They've only scored five goals, and it looks like defence will be key again this season, Jim. And it was only that defence that, that just kept them up. But their their attacking options aren't particularly plentiful. No, they're in a. Um, they, they they look a blunt squad, don't they? They're going to have to overachieve. I think they are. They're in real danger this season of that just not being enough. Maybe they'll mm. have to sort of add some firepower in January. But that's that's difficult, isn't it? I mean, they're still. Still fairly reliant on Glenn Murray, which is um, mm. and we love old Glenn, issues. of course. But, but he is old, an Glenn, aging striker. He? He, well, he won't. He won't start the game. Neil Morpai will start the yeah. game. I expect. Yeah, mm. but do you know what I mean? It's mm. still in terms of the experience and the goals in there. You're not. None of those forward players at Brighton really make you think. Oh, you know what? They're likely to pull a defence apart. We, we, I mean, it's impossible for us to <clears throat> forensically watch every single team in the Premier League. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I wouldn't have watched them as closely as some others have. But I'm curious as to. What's happened with Pascal Gross? Because he mm. was brilliant. Yeah, he's a brilliant player. I mean, he's he's a. Good, I've always really liked him, and he and he's not really seemed to pull up many trees. They've got some good, solid Premier League players. Yeah. I, I don't think um, Lewis Dunk's decent. I think um, um, oh, Dunk Duffy are highly rated. Moy was, you know, uh, yeah. Good I don't. I don't know if Duffy will play. I think he's injured. <clears> so they've got they've got a bit of a challenge on their hands. But they they have to apply themselves. All these players who can't who don't play regularly who are coming in because Brighton have got one, two, three, four, five. And possibly six players out injured. Um, 
need to come in and show why they should be being picked. They do. Uh, let's move on to what I'm calling the weekend's thigh rubber at Anfield. Liverpool versus Leicester City, the Brendan Rodgers derby. Mm. Can Brendy be the one to beat Liverpool this season? Well, some, presumably someone will do it at some point. Yeah. And this would be... Uh, this would be brilliant, wouldn't it? My, if Leicester win, can they start thinking about a title bid? Oh. I know I keep saying this, but they they keep giving me the fuel. No, no, no. <laughs> you, he'll he'll, he'll uh, learn from Ranieri's playbook that even if they're top in March, no, no, no. We're just happy points. with Champions yeah. League. He kept saying 40 points, <laughs> didn't he? Uh, he got 40 Brent, points Brent, three months ago. <laughs> Brendan will be at 101 points. That's, yeah. that's all we're interested in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, okay. might I suggest, you because know, obviously Liverpool, they beat Salzburg uh, 4-3. What a game. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good, well, they showed their metal Liverpool. I mean, I know yeah. pegged back, at their, but they got the winner and then they... and then they Seems weird to be saying it that way around, but it it's is a, a bit, good yeah. point. But they did throw away a three-goal lead. That, that can't be completely ignored. Uh, and in their last uh, four matches, three of them... Um, I think apart from the, the the winning away to MK Dons, they've looked a little bit more vulnerable, perhaps. Although they've won the games for crying out loud, but away to Chelsea, Chelsea would have been disappointed not to have, have earned a point against them. Same as Sheffield United, and of course Salzburg uh, scored the three goals. Mm. I don't think it's outrageous to suggest that Leicester could get something. No, I, I agree with you. What it's, do you what do you think about Rodgers as a manager, Marcus? A lot's been made of him. Now he's starting to put together a good run with Leicester. Mm-hmm. I don't think since he's taken over at Leicester, I think I mean, Liverpool, Man City have picked up more Premier League points than yeah. Leicester. But he gets a bit of a bad rap for being a bit a bit David Brent. But what do you make of him as a coach? I think he's all key. No, you like him, don't you? I do like him. Well, there was an it was an interview with him and Jamie Carragher in uh, the Telegraph, I think, this week. Mm. And you know, Rodgers. You, you cannot deny, I know what you mean, Brent stuff. He talks a big game. Yeah. And uh, they, they talked about that season, the 2013-14. I know it's a few years ago now. Uh, and I know they had Suarez, but you still got to get a tune out of these players. You know, well, he's they, done pretty well since then. They Rogers were always well. going away. Look at what he did at Celtic. Now, people will say, oh, we'll obviously win trophies. Well, yes, but you've still got to win them. But the way they won them, there's a difference the way between... they dominate it. I mean, what did he win? Sort of there's a seven trophies out of seven? Marcus, or I, think like it's, I think there's a difference between winning trophies in Scotland and now winning every trophy you enter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a big difference. Well, not every. They're not in European competition, if I'm going to be oh, domestic, domestic. But, but domestically, yeah. yeah I, I, absolutely. He, I mean, phenomenal up there. And. When Leicester City came along, you thought, that's a great fit. Yeah. Still got a bit of the meat from that Premier League winning squad. You can add players. They've got a little bit of money. They've got a great setup there. They're just about, I think, to move to a new uh, training complex. Um, Vardy's still there. Do you know what I mean? Madison's come up. I mean, he loves Madison, doesn't yeah. he? Rogers has an aura about him. He brings... Um, a bit of a feel-good factor. He's a good man-manager. I think that his man-management can sometimes go underplayed, actually. The yeah. way he talks about James Madison in the press. Now, some people might say, oh, hang on a minute, a player could get a big head. Well, I actually would trust Rogers to know the player, know what he needs. Because some players, if you said, I'm sure if you said maybe about Jamie Vardy in the press, Vardy would be like, what? I don't, I, he probably doesn't need talking up. He, in the same way Wayne Rooney with Alex Ferguson, Ferguson wouldn't tell Rooney he was great, he didn't need that. Rooney needed to be told, you're crap, you can do yeah, better. Yeah. Well, I'll show you then. You know, yeah. That was the man management. Yeah. I think the thing with Rodgers that I find really interesting, and this has been true everywhere he's been, even with Liverpool until he ended up leaving, but he did very well there, is there's a sense of momentum with him. Mm. You always feel yeah. that the club he's out of being yeah, driven yeah, yeah. forward and That's they're right. growing and they're getting better. And mm. however good it is, it, it we haven't seen the best you of it You know yet. why that is as well? Because it, every team that plays under him knows how... What, how they're playing. Yeah, if you yeah. look at the top 10 teams in the Premier League, you've got, um, some of them know what type of football they're playing, some of them don't. You can kind of see what type of football Lampard wants Chelsea mm. to play. They're just not quite there yet. Yeah. Liverpool, Man City, clearly. But teams like Arsenal and I would say Spurs and Man United, 
Do we really know what type of football they're trying to play at the moment? I, I don't think the various sections of Arsenal's team know what what they're supposed <laughs> to be playing. Rogers is pretty clear, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Rogers, yeah. uh, Le- Leicester are basically chilled out entertainers. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're not that chilled out. No. They're really intense. Well, they're chill well out entertainers, so, I, I Jim, if you want to be I, more accurate. You I know. don't know if they'll, if, they'll, if they'll pop this invincibility that Liverpool seem to feel, feel at home, particularly in the league. Good but time though, isn't it? They might, run, they might run three. Yeah. I, I could, I could maybe see Leicester getting a point here. I mean, yeah. Madison um, might not be fit. We'll, we'll see there. Um, but these are the games that that Leicester have been raising um, themselves for this season, and they need to because it's, it's you know, take away, t- take care of the of, of the teams who you think are poorer than you. Absolutely, you need to do that. But also get yourself up for the big ones. Now they could have could have won at Chelsea. They, they got a point. I know Chelsea are not the side they were, but still, they should not have lost to Old Trafford. They no. would have been very very disappointed there. Um, they beat Spurs, and I think they'll fancy getting something here. Uh, Jamie Vardy always seems to score against Liverpool. Vardy, as well. Vardy scores got, against every top. He's got a team. wonderful yeah. disrespect yes. for everybody. Do you know <laughs> what does, I mean? Yeah, I, I don't that. care who you are. Yeah, I, I, I'm, we're going to have you. So I, I, I think it's an intriguing um, game, and uh, and it'll be a, it'll be a lovely old time, hopefully for for everybody, especially Absolutely. the neutral. All right, let's have some emails with PDD. You. Um, Pete, can I also just say quickly before we go into emails, I'm disappointed that Liverpool game is not on telly. Yeah, I mean, mm. I am as well. yeah, it seems bizarre. Yeah, we got to sit through bloody Arsenal Bournemouth. No offence, Jim. Can I interest you in Man United Newcastle on this? Oh, oh yeah, I'll be definitely Ooh. up for that. Yeah, 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 that. This is... oh, we won't be able to though because we're going to play show, live show at Brighton, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. We'll be watching it. Yeah. Uh, hello to Matt from Australia. Uh, greetings, men. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. You are welcome, Matt. Uh, thought you might be interested in a bit of uh, shithousery from Australia in a cup match overnight. Danny Housery? Say again? Donny Housery, yeah. Donny Housery. Donny, Dunnery. Dunnery, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Skull Dunnery. Um, uh, Central Coast <laughs> Mariners were playing at home to Adelaide when a banner was unfurled by Central Coast rivals, the Newcastle Jets. See attached. There's a there's a, a T4. Okay. Uh, the perpetrators were ex-Jets player Joel Griffith and uh, also current uh, Jets CEO Laurie McKinna. What makes this even better is that McKinna was the Central Coast's inaugural manager and was mayor of the city uh, shortly after. Not sure how they got on the ground, but when you're the ex-mayor, you know people. <laughs> uh, thank you, Matt, for that one. <laughs> Hello to uh, Mike uh, Gibson as well. Uh, evening all. Uh, not much to add on the footballs with the same names chat aside from the fact that the squad around uh, 2011 North City could uh, name Rudd, Ruddy, Barnett, Barnett, Bennett, Bennett, and Bennett. <laughs> nice. Lovely. Yeah, Any other, anyone called Gordon in there? Yeah. Nobody in there. Uh, no, middle name, mainly. Yeah. Um, uh, Ramble Foss Hall. Not had one of those for a little while. Kyle, I'm bringing it back. Uh, if Ferguson is Fergie and Sven is Fennigans, can Pep please be Peppers? 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 Peppy. Peppers. Slow week in the emails, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Uh, that's uh, Kyle from Nuremberg. Thank you, Kyle. Um, I've just realised that Arsenal aren't on TV this week, this weekend. Sorry. Oh, well. They're playing. They're trying to sell up to Chelsea instead. Just as boring. That's more like it's it. Like, <laughs> throw a dart at a board, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, if you want to get to the show, it's short footballrambledaily.com. Let's have a little breaky, PT. All right, then. Hang on. There we go. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. Welcome back to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway Everybody. Tonight we are in Northampton. Wow. At the Royal and Durngate doing our live show, the Football Ramble Live. Come along, there's a few tickets left on the door. You can turn up, as far as I'm aware, and rock up and come and see us. We're also at Brighton on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Turn up there and get tickets if you want, or buy them at ramblelive.com. We've got loads more shows between now and the middle of November in England, the US, and Canada. RambleLive.com is the place. The reviews have come in of the earlier shows oh and people goodness. are loving them. They <laughs> are loving it. Do we get reviews? It. Can we get reviews? I'm just talking about people on Twitter. And oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The people. Very much the not reviews. Five stars, the Scotsman. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, the, the, the reviews have been off the chart. One bloke said, if I died watching this show, I would die with my fist clenched in the air. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Rigor mortis. Probably got some heart <laughs> problems. <then. laughs> yeah. All right then, let's move on there with some more Premier League chat. Norwich at home to Aston Villa. It's seventeenth versus eighteenth. Luke Moore. Yeah. Oh, they don't come bigger than this. You might well be saying that in May. Yes. Yeah. Well, a big match down the bottom of the table. Uh, of course, you can bet your bottom euro dollar that uh, Norwich have been working on the topics all week. Oh yeah. Us. What kind of topics? Oh, I don't know. The ones with the nuts in. Yeah. Hey, all this talk about topics has really made me want a topic. I love yeah. topics. Can you still buy them? Yeah. Can, they're weird, yeah. aren't they? You don't get them in very many places. They're, they're, a, good, they're, they're, a, a, good, they're a good Sunday night treat for me. Mm. Yeah, I quite like a topic. Chinese, yeah. Mm. Lovely. With a Chinese? <laughs> Not on the same... Kind of, I mean, uh, to be honest, they are out of the same lot of sugar in there. But, yeah. would, would you, you haven't been eating Chinese recently. Didn't you have a steak on Sunday? Oh, I had a curry on, the curry on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. It was uh, underwhelming, so I'll be going back to... Chinatown for my wares. Well, they do you a battered topic? Do you think? Yeah, maybe <laughs> deep fried topic. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Norwich, uh, Norwich. Um, yeah, Norwich. This, this is one they, they, they'll be targeting for a win. They, they've still got big injury list though, but it, it's, it's it's sort of old cliche chat. You know, the home games have got to be where they pick up points. Yeah. Now, having lost a couple on the bounce and been pretty disappointing since that Man City result. Yeah. Get your win here. And then you can almost put to bed that Man City result. And like we yeah. said about Spurs and the Champions League Cup final, in much more of a sort of a, a micro kind of climate, you don't want that Man City result to be a curse. You, you also you also don't want to get into a habit. It's a dangerous habit to get into. It's not just the home games mm. thing, Marcus. It's the idea that they can raise their game in a yeah. big way against the big teams, but still get beaten and then wrap their hand in against the teams they need to be. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at their list of results so far, beat on the first day. The first day is the first day. They they put Newcastle to the sword on the second game day. Good for them. Since then, <laughs> it's been mm. fairly slim picking. Yeah. You know, they, they, they've um, they were beaten. Um, 
closely by Chelsea. They lost to Crawley in the League Cup. They lost to West Ham quite easily. They had that result against Man City, of course. Mm-hmm. And they then, I mean, since then, it's been two Commonwealth Garden defeats against Burnley and Crystal Palace. Well, that's yeah. it. As you say, Commonwealth Garden is, is well described because it, it's not been, you know, they've gone down fighting or anything. It's been fairly mm. dry. I know, but they, they, they do rely on width quite a lot. And their players at the at the wide positions have been dropping like flies. They're, they've got a big injury list. Ridiculous. They do have yeah. a big injury list. As, as you touched on earlier, Marcus, I think that, that if they are going to start the season, the home form is is really, really important. And again, to sort of hark back to that Man City game, the atmosphere was incredible. Mm. And it you know, it, looks a, it's a, it looks a fun stadium. They have a good vocal support. And this is exactly the sort of game that they need, they need to start start winning in they've got to be hard to beat at home and actually sort of set the agenda at mm. home and I think that they've done that very well in, in, in the, the better performances we've seen from them and yeah. the thing that this is potentially a sort of good game for them as well because Villa are so bad at holding a lead they really, really don't look like they believe they can stay They're in front. They're up there with Spurs and not holding leads. Yeah, yeah. Because they get the bit between their teeth Villa. They've got players like Greenish McGinn and mm-hmm. Trezeguet's looked all right as well, and mm. and I think Wesley's well, got a goal. Could do with he? another big performance from um, is it Wesley? Yeah, or Wesley. Yeah. Wesley. Wesley Moraes. Oh, I'm getting mixed up. There's another striker. There is a player called Sorry, sorry, sorry. It is Wesley? Sorry. Yeah. Is he fit though? I'm not sure. I think he'll probably start the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. you know, he, when he came along and it was again that game against Everton when they won, they they, they looked good. But I mean, Dean Smith said last weekend that only Spurs have had outplayed them so far since they were promoted, of course, playing in, in the Premier League. And they have performed well. I mean, I mean, we said, you know, how on earth they didn't get at least a point against Arsenal. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So but so Villa feel very much that they are due a win. Yes. And they have they have been playing all right. They've done okay. They, they'll be disappointed that they're down there. And so for them, they'll be thinking, right, Norwich have lost a couple on the, on, well, on the spin. I, I, feel, I feel like they were in, in a completely different way to um, to the Spurs game. Um, I feel like they were kind of undone by Crystal Palace. Like, Crystal Palace beat them. They got they got they had a bit of a man sent off in that game. But Crystal mm. Palace were way more streetwise. Had like doubled the well, pa- shots as well. Uh, Palace are, I yeah. think Dean Smith is talking bollocks. Yeah, I think you're talking. <laughs> but I wouldn't tell him yeah, that. I wouldn't. Tell I think him that's that. that, that's well, fair. You, it's odd because you've got Chris Wilder of Sheffield United saying when they beat Everton away, well, that's one of our worst performances. Seems mm. a bit disappointing. And then Dean Smith has said, well, actually, we've been playing pretty well, but they have not been getting the results. Mm. Where is the truth, Jim? Somewhere in the middle. I yeah, think people find say, the isn't truth, and the truth will set us all. Free <laughs> indeed. Um, I know Ty- Tyrone Mings is a is a very likely to start. Just a word on him in the Arsenal game in particular. He had he made a little bit of an error that led to, to one of the goals. But aside from that, I was very impressed by how vocal he is on the pitch. You like you really see it mm-hmm. in the flesh, just constantly giving instructions yeah, and organising his defence and and the midfield in Who's front that? of him. Tyrone Mings. Yeah, it's not um, old players do that exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul Lynch used to do that. Brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just you, you um, become a bit of a literal pointer. But I was just going to say. Um, for people listening, we have um, documents that run orders and stuff that we work on and we have a shared document and it gets saved to each of us individually. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the last few minutes, Pete's been typing his notes into the shared document. Oh, yeah. So Pete, you oh, want to use guys, the other yeah, document because yeah, yeah. at the moment I'm just seeing stuff about Ron, Don, yeah. Almiron. It, it, it said yeah, Ron, Don and Almiron were Joe Linton. <laughs> <laughs> it did say that. That's about right, yeah. Well, let's move on, shall we? Are we ready? <laughs> Newcastle <laughs> United. Pete's been ready for a while. Home yeah. to Manchester United. You know I, get, I get confused about the one I copy into my own thing and that one. So I did my projections into my own one yes. that none of you could see, uh-huh. and I just typed in a couple of notes 
into mm. that that only that everyone else can see. Right. So, okay. yeah. well, so if you could take over, guys, something we can agree is that everyone just heard that. The system sort of works. Pete, might we see a little Brucey bonus? Well, I very much think that Almiron is Joe Linton, so in many ways. No, earlier, Pete, earlier we were talking about teams who kind of know the way they're going to play and they've got their own sort of distinct style and there's a plan. Would you, would you, would you, Jackson Probably, Pollock. Do you bring very much Jackson Pollock. <laughs> Newcastle's more of a Salvador Dali kind of thing. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, every year I promise myself that I'm going to make an early start on my tax return. And I think Sunday at 4.30 might be the year that, like, the time I actually do it. <laughs> I'm going to watch this. This is going to be bad. So bad. This is going to be it's a gonna bad be a very. I think you could have a lot of goals in this one. It'd be so bad it's good, Jim. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> The Man United Arsenal on Monday was bad. Yeah, it was awful, wasn't but it? So I don't bad. think this will be that bad. I think it should be more hapless than bad. Yeah, but it's a bit of slapstick. Yeah, I think if, if you're gonna, if you are a Manchester United fan, you are going to be um, earmarking this uh, match as one where you're going to see a lot of Man United goals. If indeed it's going to happen at any point this season, but then uh, I would, I would flip that round, and it shows you how low Manchester United are now. That uh, I think, I think you know, you remember Benitez obviously would you very much target games and think right, this game we'll just try and 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 not get battered this game we can target and we can do it and it worked mm. well for Newcastle now if Bruce tries to adopt that approach whether he will or not I know he's trying to be different to Benitez in comments recently but at home against this Man United side you've got to think to yourself you can get something out of the game even they, Newcastle Newcastle got a forward line that are disjointed at best there's there's nothing their, their main hope at the moment is you know, sixty minutes, seventy minutes come round. Andy Carroll gets on and and, and creates ah. a bit of problem. I, well, I mate, this is this is Rondon this and is... Almiron are Joe Linton. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. front three. There was there was some talk of um of what's his name Lee Charnley mm. confronting Steve Bruce in the tunnel after the Leicester game. Really, and there wow. was a big altercation. And um, the most recent headline on the local newspaper in Newcastle, the Chronicle, mm. it was is Steve Bruce vows to analyse himself after Newcastle United's heaviest oh, Premier League defeat since really? 2015. So, I mean, and and that, and that is not hugely out of the ordinary for a struggling Premier League team, but he's only been in the job five. Yeah, minutes. Didn't, like, what didn't he, he cancel training exactly? as well? I think he cancelled training after because he was he was so frustrated uh, with. Them. So he thinks less training is the answer. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? And also there was that whole thing about the analysis of his uh, of his warm ups and stuff. And obviously, you know, we'll poke a bit of fun at Brucey here and there, and it is a strange appointment. But you can't feel for him in this situation. Like, I, do, well, I don't I think do, he's been treated particularly well. Well, I do feel for him, but I mean, as I was talking to Manos, like you had a situation where uh, Almiron is, is a bit of a lightning rod for for criticism mm. at the moment because he just looks very very ordinary. Um, he he was quite good on the break, but we're not moving the ball as quickly as we used to. Uh, we're play, we're trying to play possession football without any intensity, and it's just Bruce is trying to uh, change things up a little bit. But the, he doesn't have the the, the 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 staff. He doesn't have the the players to to work with. Uh, Almiron is getting criticism because he's just he's just not playing as well as he did last year but he was getting some kind of understanding with Rondon you pull Rondon out the side yeah. uh, you give him a, a partner that is a, a man who's never played in the Premier League before it takes a little bit of time he's young mm. he's green he, he's going to take and he's not a natural uh, finisher like Rondon so you're not going to get as many goals out of them Almiron is going to look very ordinary because they're just not moving the ball as quickly as they used to um, it's too stodgy I have I, I get the impression I've heard that Steve Bruce is like a lovely fellow, and you know, he's, mm. he's, he's, I'm sure he's a great guy. Very cuddly. Yeah. No doubt. Well, no, I've got no doubt. To, I've got no reason to doubt that. Mm. But I don't sympathise for him professionally based on what you just said, Jim. Purely because he knew what he was getting himself into, mm-hmm. and he also sold Sheffield Wednesday up the river in order to do it. So he's got himself into that position. He knew the environment in which he would be working, and when he took the job, a lot of pundits were saying, "Well, it might not actually be that bad because Steve Bruce knows the parameters that he works with him." 
And one of the biggest bones of contention with Benitez was that he felt like the job should be different. Mm. He felt like it should be, oh yeah, but I should be able to do this. I should have this player and that player and I should be given this contract. And Bruce has gone into a situation where he knows exactly the writing is on the wall. Mm. But at the same time... The vomit is in the fireplace. Yeah, it is. It is. And at the same time, Steve Bruce has got to clean up that vomit and then somehow put a training session together with a team who is low on quality. And, and every week that goes past, Pete, I'm sure you'll agree with this, shows what a good job Rafa Benitez did. Hugely. With limited means and played in the only way that they could. Block, you know. Yeah. As soon as they, you know, uh, uh, play without the ball, and uh, as soon as they get the ball, run into your eight-yard box and just stop everyone from taking and, a shot. And you wonder where they go from here because there was also was there not a video this week that was leaked or was shared on social media of a load of fans confronting um, Lascelles, yeah. asking him to pay their trans their feet their tra- travel back to oh, Newcastle because right. they were so bad. And I mean, that is a bit embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we're, only in, we're only in but, September. Know, but LaSalle did front up. Uh, that's, uh, well, we know. should be very careful because we might have a situation ourselves when when we do a live show in Newcastle, people outside asking for their money back. Yeah. <laughs> I think we will have that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not unreasonably. Yeah. But, but unlike Jamal LaSalle's, I will not be no, fronting up. No, we're not up. fronting up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you we'll get Ashley's helicopter reason, out of there. But the reason this is slightly different is because this kind of stuff that's happening, and what I'm trying to get at is, if they had a, t- a bad season, they got to March, they fired their manager, got a caretaker in, and we were talking about whether he can rescue them or not, that's a different conversation. We're in September. Where, where Steve, do they go from Steve, here? Steve Bruce... Is fundamentally, he's a nice manager. Everyone loves him because he's he's gone through some things in life quite recently, very emotional stuff. But he's fundamentally not a decent Premier League manager. So if you're a, a team that, that is a, basically a championship squad with a couple of notable forty million crazy additions for, for, from Europe, like he's he's not and he's not going to save you from relegation. And Newcastle United at the moment are only going one way. Mm. Their third relegation, Mike Ashley, which is just not good enough. Mm. Uh, well, maybe Peter Kenyon will come in and uh, save the yeah, make it worth. Mm. Yeah. I mean, did, did, you, did you notice on his little? Uh, he made that little um, <laughs> uh, little folder of uh, why you should buy Newcastle United. He's yeah. basically crowdfunding right? to buy Newcastle United. Oh, that's uh, an idea. <laughs> somebody pointed out that he used the uh, last year's uh, Premier League logo as well. <laughs> <laughs> he he so just wants to be is. the head of a consortium. Yes, he? he's exactly, not actually yeah. got the I think he's going to say he used the same brochures that um, Michael Owen used that time, <laughs> and it still had Owen's details. <laughs> if, if, if Newcastle are ever sold to another owner, you, the first you'll hear about it is when it's done. The amount of people who want yeah. want want, um, want exposure and attention for saying they want to buy it because it's a big club and they're in a, uh, it's, yeah. it's 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 complete nonsense. Well, complete. And why would you do it? Why would fool you do me, it fool me four times? Shame on everybody. Yeah. Mm. The only reason you go into public, take it public, is because you were trying to pressure the owner into selling. Mm. Yeah. Well, Mike Ashley said he'll sell. You give him the money. Yeah. No one wants to give him the money because the money is preposterous. <laughs> There we are. Well, I still think they can get something because uh, in this game against Manchester United, Manchester United coming back from the Netherlands, having played on an artificial pitch. Now, I've got to say, as as I think most people would know, we we record on a Thursday, goes out the Friday. And the reason why I say that, just in case Manchester United have been absolutely tonked, uh, or <laughs> there's been some spectacular result, mm. that's why we're not uh, saying that. Would it matter either way? Like, uh, yeah, if they, get, if, they get, if they get a lean one nil win, or yeah. they get absolutely tonked, do, have they told us anything that we know about Manchester United? Anything more? Give him the contract. <laughs> like, it's like that PSG result. The Z, blessing or a curse? Yeah. Talk about these results. Was that blessing or a curse? Because when he won that game, was it Rio Ferdinand? Get the contract yeah. signed now. Man United are back, yeah. he said. But it was the Man United from last season. Yeah. Uh, uh, given Man United's away record, notwithstanding how they mm-hmm. get on against Al- Alkmaar, it's a, a damning indictment of Newcastle if they don't at least try and win this game. <laughs> 
best. Well, I, who knows I, what, what... Remember Bruce used to roll over and get his belly tickled by Sir Alex? Did, I don't know what yeah, his situation is with... So uh, all they need to do is get yeah, Sir Alex. I think, I think the Brucey bonus doesn't count because he's Newcastle manager. He's no. always wanted that job mm. and he, where he's from. If he glances up into the stand and sees Sir Alex in the stand, <laughs> then, <laughs> that could be their secret weapon. Exactly. True, yeah. What's that, what's that um, film where a man... Uh, it, there's a switch in the guy's head and he just kind of reverts to like... Robocop. Uh, no, if he he sees like a chord word, or hears a chord word, or sees a person, the switch goes off in his head, and he reverts to it's something man, not bicentennial man. It was a film basically where oh, okay. he's a robot, he's like a sleeping agent. And Has as got soon Robin as he Williams that, in it? That's bicentennial, that's bicentennial man. man. <laughs> Isn't that about him that being about? a robot that effectively falls in love with a woman, so tries to get like a, a dick installed in him? Okay, it's, like, it's, re- it's a really odd right, movie. Yeah, it's a different film. Why did they call him Winky Robot Man? <laughs> I wouldn't even well that. It's, 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 it's a fair point. It's a fair point. <laughs> um, better ways for to score. It's that time again. For to score entry is free. We'll be participating in it every week for a chance to win a huge prize for charity with our sponsors, Betway. Just pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches each round. If you're correct, you can win up to £125,000 this week. It's rolled over again, as I mentioned on Monday. Head to betway.com forward slash four to score. That's forward slash the number four and then to score. Um, make sure, of course, your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. Jim, game one, West Ham v Crystal Palace. Yep, I've gone for Felipe Anderson um, because West Ham are at home. Um, and I, to my, I don't know if he's scored yet this season. Um that might be wrong, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like he's due a goal, and he's. It, this is, seems like exactly the sort of uh, game that Felipe Anderson will step up in, and maybe even get a brace. But I think uh, he's a, he's a good shout for the first goal. He hasn't scored so far this season, Jim. So yep. you were right. Yes. Um, good. Okay, Peter. Um, Arsenal versus Bournemouth. Your selection here on the shared document is Callum Wilson. Uh, Luke is wank. That's his full name. Yeah. You know, uh, Callum Wilson. He's got some goals this uh, season. I think if anyone's going to score, it's going to be him. I've gone for Danny Ings and Southampton v Chelsea. My rationale is that Chelsea can see quite a few goals. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny Ings has been amongst it, admittedly, from very charitable contributions to Hugo Lewis, but he has scored. Yeah. Um, so I've got Danny Ings. Let's not forget. Yeah, well, yeah. I, well, I'm trying to forget that. Yeah. Him scoring against it. I mean, stranger Ings have happened. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus, you've got the, the big week game of the weekend, yes. Newcastle v Man United. I've gone for um, Salomon Rondon. <laughs> uh, I've gone for Marcus Rashford. I think they'll take the lead, and that will that will spark a response mm. of of great magnitude in among those uh, Newcastle players, and mm. uh, they'll they'll come roaring back. But it's the first goal scorer, so I think Rashford will score first because it's nice to. Uh, Marcus, I would, I would is, like yeah. to point out as well that on the document it said Marcus Rashford, Almiron is Joe Linton, yeah. and uh, Marcus rather rather pettily ignored that. So <laughs> I did, yes. Professionally, um, I think the word is. <laughs> so, our fours to score selections, Felipe Anderson, Callum Wilson, Danny Ings and Marcus Rashford. It's free to play. Head over to betway.com forward slash four to score to get involved. Get involved. You can win up to 125,000 this week and you'll hear how we got on by watching the games. But of course, you can also hear how we get on by uh, listening on Monday. Um, bet the responsible way. That's it. Of course. Now it's time for going for gold. So, the heat is on and the time is right. Go for gold, there's a mystery footballer and I've got some clues. Can I just say, I just have to remind myself that I've got to play in it. Because the last <laughs> couple of ones, it was the, the audience playing it. Oh yeah, because mm. we yeah we've been doing them uh, a little bit Part of that of show, on, yeah. on the live show, and uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, 
I'd like to actually punch the person who guessed Nile Ranger <laughs> yeah. at uh, Alexandra Palace. In one clue. One clue. Two yeah. people got it, didn't they? Mm. Did they? I, I think know. it was two, yeah. Oh, okay, fair dues. Well, I actually held up a sign just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Behind him, yeah. Yeah, it was like Knights Bond, something, something, 1987, yeah. uh, 1987 uh, Wood Green. Apparently there's not Stop. that many footballs from Wood Green. Nile Ranger. Is it Nile yeah. Ranger? Yeah! <laughs> yes, I love that one. Uh, thank you to Ryan D, who's come up with these uh, clues. Thank you, Ryan D. Uh, I was born on the 15th of March, 1989. Oh. Young, young blood. Young blood. Young blood. Probably so, still playing. Is it the artist Youngblood? Sydney Youngblood. <laughs> How about that, eh? Hmm. Stop. Aiden Hazard. <laughs> that, face, that face did not fill me with uh, Aiden confidence. Hazard. Stop. Not Aiden Hazard. Mario Balotelli. No, not Stop. Mario Balotelli. Danny Osvaldo. No, not Danny Osvaldo. Uh, I won silver at the 2012 London Olympics. Ooh. Stop. David Luiz. No. Prior to the Olympics, I'd won 17 caps for the Brazilian national team, all before the age of 23. Stop. Robinho. No. He's not 30. Bloody yeah, hell. 31. Oh, yeah. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. Stop. Ilano. He'll be older than that. No. He'll be older than that, yeah. As a youngster, I was linked with Barcelona as well as the two Milans after catching the eye at International. Stop. Oh. Luis Fabiano. No. He'll be older than that as well. Before yeah. moving to England for 10 million. Go on, Morsey. Have that. Oh, moving to England for 10 million? Bargain. Huh. Bargain. In my club career, I played for clubs in Italy, Turkey, and West Bromwich. <laughs> <laughs> West Brom. Ooh. <laughs> stop. No, carry on. Oh, I said stuff. I might as well have a guess. It was okay. Alex, but it's not going to be Alex. No. Uh, uh, while in England, I became interested in darts and filmed a video with Bobby George. Oh, stop. It's Sandro. No! Ah! God, I tell you, it feels so good to get one. Well played, yeah. sir. Lord. In 2014, the Football Ramble Twitter account posted about me saying, whoever Tim, wa- Tim Sherwood punched, it definitely wasn't, well, Sandro. Sherwood's thick, but he's not got a death wish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been managed by Neil Warnock, Tony Pulis, and Ian Holloway. I think, well done, I, think, I think Sandro is a martial arts expert, is he not? Pow! I believe he is, though. yeah. The Bobby ah. George video is one to... To behold, oh, he, go, he goes to Bobby George's dart themed mansion. It's, ma- it's <laughs> mad. He's got a big, he's got a big stained glass dartboard above mm. the door. Incredible <laughs> stuff. It's normally Dutch players who love darts, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, Sandro loves it Butchels. as well. Mm. Dietmar Harman loves cricket. Does he? Absolutely loves cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Rare for a German. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. You, I presume Germany have a cricket team. I don't know, they're not I, they're not very good. No, no. Well, yeah, beneath them, maybe. Yeah, Second. probably is beneath mm. them. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll sod them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you very much for listening to the preview show on uh, Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway. Tomorrow, Jonathan Wilson and myself will be on Greatest Games. What a podcast that is. <laughs> Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Don't forget to come and see us, ramblelive.com. We'd love to see you there. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. Bye. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. See ya. And it's goodbye from me. This was a Stakhanov production.